Welcome to Creating the World That We Desire. And just a quick word on the title or the name of the podcast. And basically, it is the idea that we are the creators of the world that we experience. And it's a very sometimes difficult thing for people to understand, but fact remains that we don't live beyond our own imagination so the world that we imagine however we think the world is is the world that we experience so uh, the whole purpose really is to explore how we embark on the journey to change the way we see the world so that our world becomes exactly as we desire rather than living in a world that we detest but somehow it is all that we know so in this episode, today's episode, we're really going to go into exploring what does Adam and Eve stand for in the story of creation. And I have heard many a sermon and listened to many preachers, big and small, and they refer to the entity or the characters of Adam and Eve as two individuals who were there at the very beginning and somehow through their behavior we are all suffering and that is what most people sort of perceive or see the meaning of the story of creation you know had it not been for these two people perhaps we would all have been living very great lives but is that really what the story is and one of the things that I mentioned in the previous episode, and I'm just going to do a quick recapture just so I could link it, is the fact that the story of creation is the story of every human being. It captures the story of the origin of mankind, and therefore the reference to the Garden of Eden is not really a physical place. And one of the things I established or I sort of emphasized in that episode was the fact that It is like a mythology where certain characters have been used to tell a spiritual message or pass a spiritual message. So we reduce the quality or the essence of the story if we just reduce ourselves to the symbols or structures or the names. The the difficulty which you cannot get from our flesh is to be able to obtain the real ideal, the the spiritual message from the story. And so today we're going to look at Adam and Eve and what they stand for. Now, this concept, even though I believe there are many, many examples or references in the Bible which should have made it clearer, it has somehow eluded many questions. And so they see Adam and Eve as two different people. But if you want to understand Adam and you look at the Bible story, what you would compare Adam to is like the true spirit. If you if you look at a plant, for instance, a plant or a flower will come with an imprint from the creator. Remember that John says that you know the word is a part of everything that was created. So God is represented in all things there is that power and science actually proves that and so that pure state of consciousness is there for everything and so they do manifest according to how 
they have been designed and they don't deviate from that. Now, we do have that and we do come into the world in that nature, in the nature where we just, you know, like I said, when you are in the belly of your mom, you know, at a tiny speck where no one can actually see you, you know, you still manifest, you still become as you have been designed, not because mom or dad did anything, but it's because that is how it has to be. And, and, and that is really who we are, you know, and that is a part of everything in nature. We have that. And so when the story of creation says that the spirit saw that man was lonely and he created a helpmate. The, the, the helpmate is not another individual. The helpmate is really what makes mankind different from a chimpanzee or mankind different from a lion or mankind different from any other thing in creature. You see, um, in creation, sorry, you know, because you see, like it has been established, if you compare just DNA, for instance, we are told that we share 99 point something percent of our DNA with chimps. So you would expect that, you know, chimps should not have to achieve as much as the human race, but they must have done something. But the fact is that they haven't. And the reason they haven't is because of a very unique thing, and that is actually stated in the story of creation where it says that, let us give mankind a helpmate. Remember, man was created in the image of God, and man was given the power to be the creator just like himself. And so you have two sections of every human being. That is, you have your Adam side, and then you have your Eve side. So, just as the Garden of Eden is the entirety or the composition of mankind, Adam and Eve are not two separate entities in the uh, two different human beings. But then you have Adam as your original God state, your original God consciousness where you manifest like any other thing like a flower and so that is how the baby will be developing without any human involvement and then when it gets to a point you know the spirit or the creator realizes that okay mankind needs a helpmate and so your senses are brought into bear and then when they come in when you start developing that we then begin to be able to imagine life we are able to imagine things so man has the capability to just bring forth whatever they imagine because the life we live is just what we think is not what somebody gives to us so you can use these images even though they are not accurate you would say that adam is the heart okay and then eve is the human or the physical brain, the part of the human being that interacts with the rest of the world. And so when you have these two parts of the same person, you would realize in the creation story that when the temptation came, the man was not 
the one that was approached. And it wasn't because the man was hiding, but it is our nature. You see, there is a part of us which is our helpmate, which is the part that actually interacts with the world. And then also you have the God consciousness or our spirit man, which really is our conscious state, which is there. But when the Bible said that because of what you have done, and that actually is going to be the next episode where we look in detail at the original sin. But because of the original sin, the conscious state of mankind became subdued, dead, use whatever word you want to call it. And that was where our senses took over. That is where we began to develop the ego. We began to develop the self. Because one of the things I noted is this. In our God state, in our God consciousness, we are all equal. And you see, babies or children, infants retain that to some extent. Up to a certain point, they don't see any difference. There is no recognition of self. They just live. In that time of their life, even though the senses are developed, you would see that they live more from the state of manifestation because the indoctrination or the conditioning of the world has not taken hold yet. And therefore, they don't have all this, you know, uh, um, perception of self. I am I am this because I have that, or I come from here, my name is that. I have, you know, also much so that makes me important. But really, these two structures, understanding the middle, uh, the meaning of Adam and of Eve, is really the foundation of a person's spiritual journey. You know, because if you want to be spiritually awake, what you are simply saying is that you want to be able to live from your conscious state. And there is actually a requirement of faith, because if you are going to live from your conscious state in the Adamic state, it is actually a state where you you believe. So this is where there's a function for the Eve part or your, uh, your woman part, as sometimes referred to in the Bible. And basically, that is where you create the imagination. But the imagination has only got one caveat. We are not supposed to do this in thinking that we know that we're doing this because, or we want this because this is right, or we want this because this is wrong. And, and if you want to understand this, um, you know, the, the Apostle Paul, you know, um, actually captured this when he said, the, the serpent spoke only to the woman, and the woman presented the fruit to the man. You know, and there's a reason for this. Because, as I said, the spiritual side of us is not that interacts with the woman uh, the world you know our spirit man sits there and is sometimes referred to in the bible as the husband you know and so when paul said the woman must be silent in the church the woman that paul is referring to is not gender what paul is saying is that we must quiet our senses that we must shake our egos and rather allow the spirit man within to counsel to teach us 
you know, that is where we have to. So, in other words, becoming spiritually awake is basically to be aware that, you know, at every point in time during the day, you want to be in awareness of, am I dealing with this? With just my senses, am I reacting this with my ego because I am this, because I think this is going to affect me in this way or that way? Or am I trying to listen within to be able to get direction from the spirit man within? And this is really important. And when we become adults, by the time we grow, our conditioning, the 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 female aspect, you know, just think of a human being like electricity with the two parts, the, the positive and the negative. Or back in Ghana, they talk of the male and female, and using that really to come together to produce the power. You know, we are the same. So when we sort of start growing up, you know, from children, going through school, family, churches and everything, the world slowly conditions us. So even without recognizing a lot of the things that we do, that we think that it is life. We take it for granted that oh, this is how this is done. Without questioning. They are actually part of our conditioning. So you, you take your name and say, okay, I am this. So this is my family. I am, I belong to this tribe. I belong to that. And we don't question that. We just think that, yeah, that's, that's how it must be. You know, we think that we own our children because they are ours and therefore when somebody hasn't got them they think oh gosh i have lost out you know and i think the most surprising thing for me um amongst people who call ourselves christians is this if you are following somebody jesus christ and he led a certain life one jesus never had a child and also he never married but these two things I have mentioned seem to be like the biggest preoccupation of most people who go to church you see most people have created this institutions like they go crazy when it's birthdays and like you know and at every point in time the question is who is directing your movement? Because one of the things I have, uh, I keep saying to people is this: when you are feeling depressed, or when people say, "Oh, within this Corona crisis, I don't think I have enough to do, or I just can't wait to go back to life as normal," I think what people indirectly are saying is that they need the stimulation. Their egos are not being massaged enough, you know. So whatever they think of themselves the sense of worth when you are confined within your room somehow that does not exist and therefore people begin to yearn to go back to the life which i am sure prior to this they will be complaining that oh my god i don't like the traffic i don't like this but this is the life it is almost repetitive and sometimes almost confusing because Sometimes you wonder, what is it that I like and what is it that I don't like? But we don't know because we are not determining 
our actions is almost like we feel something because something is happening from outside rather than coming from our inside and so long as we live in judgment and as i said i'll go into some depth about um the original sin because again it is also one of the misunderstood concepts of um the creation story and also of the whole christian faith because when mankind was told you know when you the moment you eat this tree you shall die you know and people think oh we are alive but no there is a part of you your adam is dead you know and now you are living within that sort of state and i think what seemed to at times be confusing when reading the bible is the interchanging of some of these um words or the characters because sometimes a man will be used for gender and sometimes the man will be used to just transmit uh, a spiritual message and that's why i kind of have come to this place that you can or anybody you know people would get portions you know of the bible no one person will be able to explain everything the, the spiritual message that underlines every message in the bible no one person will be able to do that but at every point in time i think what you realize is that we will connect so for instance i i start writing a book and then i come across never got that and i realize that oh yeah what he says actually is in sync with what i'm saying even though we are not saying the same thing but one builds on another and i think that is the whole essence of life that is how this life is about so we are all interconnected we depend on each other so this adam and eve aspect of us is really really crucial you know because many people have used this to just oppress their spouses the oppressed women in the church i mean there are uh, religious denominations which says that women cannot even be uh, in a certain positions just because they are reading the bible literally and that is actually a sad reality because whenever we read the bible like that i think it reduces the essence of um the, the, the its spiritual message so how do we know how whether Adam is in control of our lives or we are operating from the eve aspect of us and i think the signature of all this comes from our emotions because your emotions never lie you know and the the, the sort of arrangement between the husband and wife within your body is that the husband would do you know when when we talk of divine love from the biblical uh, biblical perspective or in the spiritual sense divine love is that you do without asking questions not based on what somebody did or anything you just provide your function you know and i always use things in nature to sort of clarify this point because i keep asking people if the sun operated on the concept of our idea of what is love and what is not love the sun will one day decide not to shine and say because you guys have been so 
stubborn and you have not listened i'm not shining today but the sun does its job and that is the nature of our adamic nature the god spirit in us we do whatever we want and that's why sometimes this also explains why sometimes people do not understand why is it that people that you think are not so good still you know live the life they want to do or they manifest or they do things and it's really very simple it comes down to this relationship between the husband and the wife or adam and eve you would realize that once eve took it and presented it to adam he obliged and the deal was done and that is really the nature that this is so the question really is what do we hold in our imagination and if you want to know what is going on in your thoughts because if you have not really come to a place where we have trained ourselves meditatively to be aware you wouldn't realize but you can test it by knowing your emotions you know people would just say oh i don't know but i feel a bit anxious or i feel this or i feel that when you are feeling this thing those are actually the signatures of the things that are actually being presented to your spirit man because when you are living in a state of bliss when you are in a state of thankfulness gratitude then you know that you are in that good place where your creative side is at one with god or with the universe or with the intelligence that brought us about but if you follow the ego which will say oh gosh I need to write, I need to rush, I need to be ahead of this person. I must get this because that person has got that. You are living in a constant state of anxiety, of competition, of challenging one another. And so your spirit, man, you will feel that. And that is why sometimes, again, he explains why you admire people ahead of um, somebody who is a chairman of a bank and you think, come on, this is the, you know, uh, the zenit really of the financial institution and they are suffering. And you hear that most of the time they are going to different places trying to get gurus and everything. But it is because if you don't reconcile these two aspects and we are driven by the Eve aspect of us then the emotions are going to be as they are one of feeling anxious one of competition one of feeling like we have to challenge one of not being satisfied because i keep saying to me, you go to some part of the world and how can you find people who have sometimes very 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 little and yet they live in an absolute state of bliss and then you come to europe and people have 10 times 100 times several times more than some of these people could ever dream of and yet they are miserable in fact it is here that you have a lot of stress and everything and it is because this is the reign or the domain of the ego you know and if you are living from that where your happiness you know comes from what somebody doesn't have and really that is what most of western society is about you know um people were getting unhappy because if you have bought an expensive dress and through corona you are not able to wear it and it's there or even if you wear it you just wear it in your room 
and nobody sees them. If it doesn't give you the same satisfaction as it would when you wear that in a public place, then you should know that your emotions are being driven from the outside. It's an ego-centered lifestyle. And I think it's about time that we shut that down, like Paul said, the the woman must be quiet. <coughs> you know, because being quiet here is not a church. Jesus actually said that. Jesus said the body is a temple. So and when they say Christ is the head of the church, Christ is the same as the spirit man Adam. So he is there. You know, but before he can teach the woman, the woman must be quiet. So we must quieten our senses. And that is what makes meditation a very powerful tool, you know. And I don't know about many Christians don't see meditation as part of theirs, but there are many, many, many references, including the very simple message that being quiet in the church is to what meditation is about. So we must begin to, you know, if we are going to develop spiritually, to understand that we must let Eve and Adam come together and our lives will be great. Thank you for listening and I shall be with you again soon.